Welcome to Talk To Ya, the father and daughter podcast you've never heard of, nor asked for. I'm Ari. And I'm Aaron. Happy Fat Tuesday. Mardi Gras. Yeah. Which we've never been to. Never. I think I'm almost surprised we've never been to New Orleans just because of the uh, foodies we are. Yeah. I um, have no intention of going to either Mardi Gras for sure. Like, I never want to go. I mean, at your ripe age. Exactly. Maybe when I was younger. Uh, Number two... uh, I mean, yeah, New Orleans, it doesn't turn me on. So, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I, I, I go for the food and the hauntings because, you know, yeah, very spiritual haunted places. You know, there's some witchery um, going on. So, yeah, I like that. But no, food, I mean, I would go, we travel for food, essentially. And I also, I feel like, you know, uh, I'm limited on my uh, experience in the South, obviously, but that's definitely my my go-to place in the South I'd want to go. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I lived in the South a little bit for about eight, nine months, as you know, and that's right. um, it's different than it is here. Let me just put it to you that way. And of course, things have changed. That was, you know, uh, early 80s, 81, 82, something like that. So it's changed a lot. It was mostly in Atlanta. Yeah. Which, which is also changed since the 80s as well i was gonna say yeah Um, got that right to the better in my opinion but anyway yeah so mardi gras what do you know about mardi gras i'm I'm, you know well first things first it's illegal to wear to not wear a mask on the floats at mardi gras so you have to wear a mask and we're not talking about masks that we wear for covid we're talking i wish i wish it was a pandemic consciousness thing but no it's a it's a it's 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 actually taken very seriously so you have to if you're on that float you're you're participating so you know we have we have some of these losers who don't wear halloween costumes to halloween parties yeah that type of energy is not allowed at mardi gras okay we don't gotcha we don't do that you could get arrested, which is, you know, funny because you can drink in the streets. So right. more and more, this is sounding like a place I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> at least they have some COVID protection. when they're <laughs> Right. I know. Because, I mean, listen. Because they ain't uh, wearing lot, them out in the streets, baby. We know that. I'm a sprayer, not a sayer. So yeah. even a, one of those masks will help anyone for me. If you want beads, you got to you gotta say, throw me something, mister. That's which, the term you use to get the beads from yeah. the mister. Which is exactly how I talk to, uh, like, the bud tenders at dispensaries, you know? But wait, I, a, wait a minute. Very sexist. <laughs> I mean, why is it mister? Good point. You know, mister is one of those terms that obviously is gendered. I wouldn't mind if uh, some, like, kid, some chimney sweep child called yeah. me that you know what i mean yeah it's like something that like hey mister you know you hear it and it's endearing i almost prefer that over ma'am because ma'am can feel kind of like older yeah it kind of gives me the like feeling of like oh my biological clock is ticking <laughs> all right anyway so yeah that so if you want the beads 
you got to say, throw me, throw some. me something, mister. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, it's provocative to say the least. Yeah. It, it, this thing has something to do with religion, doesn't it? The Marty. Yeah. What's so the there's, there's some Christian, there's some Christian context that obviously you nor I would really know off the top of our heads. Right. But what I did learn, um, so the Christian carnival celebrations typically kick off on the epiphany or the 12th night, which, you know, I didn't know much about epiphany in general, but what I did learn is that it's typically marked on January 6th every single year. So that's ruined. <laughs> that's January 6th has a completely different meaning now, doesn't it? That's a dud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I fear, I fear, um, many, many won't care because there were a lot of Christians there on that day. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right. Well, listen, you know, at least it's not a Jewish holiday because I right, don't exactly. know how many Jews were there. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that's very interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So in honor of Fat Tuesday, though, I wanted us to, uh, I, I, I had an assignment for us, you and me, to pick a, a favorite snack of ours to show everyone. Because yeah. all I know about Fat Tuesday is that it's right before Lent. So you eat all the shit that you're about to not eat for how, I think, six weeks? No idea. But uh, what do you got there? In not this? a clue. What's your little snacky poo? I have here Nerds Clusters, which honestly, Reagan himself could not administer quick enough. I, these hit my generation worse than flavored vapes. Than herpes. Yeah, no, it's truly, a, like, I mean, these things, they are, first of all, they're like nerds rope, if you if you remember those. They're gummies that are coated in um, uh, nerds, all the different flavors too. So you get like every flavor, they're, they're incredible. I've eaten bags of these in one sitting. Uh-huh. And you're bragging about it. Magnifique. Well, I'm not bragging about it. I think I want to spread awareness because there will be many like me who will see this and feel seen and feel um, that they too can um, They've been recognized. reach out. They can reach out and get help for, for our... Because this... this I, I'm almost scared to share it with you because I, I feel like I would then turn you into a monster Not and you wouldn't happen. be able to stay away from these. Let's just forget about those. And the only things that we want to talk about are Ritz toasted chips, oh. sour cream and onion. Unbelievable. They make Ritz crackers look like they never got started. This is one of the best newest snacks Ever. Put it on the Ritz. I put it on the Ritz. So anyway, that's my little... Are those like healthy or are they like whatever? Oh, I doubt it. I mean, let's see. They just kind of look a little like, I don't know, the packaging makes it look like there might be some... Yeah, that's a trick, okay? Total yeah. fat, 6 grams, 8% saturated fats, 5%. Cholesterol, nothing. Sodium, 12%. No fiber. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not very good. So this is about a hundred calories per serving, serving size, 16 pieces. That's a fucking joke. Uh, total uh -huh. fat, zero grams. So there's that. I'm a little concerned though. 
There's also zero milligrams of cholesterol, but 45 milligrams of sodium. Okay, wait a minute. 140 calories for 13 chips. One gram of protein. I got a gram of protein in here because it's gelatin. It's gelatin. Yeah, okay. Uh, In theory, oh my God, 21 grams of sugar. Yeah, you are eating healthier than me. I was about to make the argument that I was winning here, but you are definitely winning. Not happening. Well, cheers. Cheers. All right. All right, let's see what else is going on. Talk to me. Oh, 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 oh. Raquel Welch. I know. You know, when she, you know, when she started her career, which was in the 60s, you know, a very sexist, very misogynist society, much worse than it is now. Basically, gorgeous women. That was a big deal, you know, showing as much as they, you know, that was a big thing. And and, and she was, you know, part of that. Um, But anyway, first of all, Latina. okay, Tahada. Raquel, Joe Raquel Tejada was her, oh, her birth. Maiden. Her father was mm-hmm. born in Bolivia and oh. was an aerospace engineer. Wow. So now, she's got some genius in her. Well, wait a minute. Her IQ was 140. Now the average IQ is like a hundred. Yeah. Okay. And, and mine's that, 40, but continue. <laughs> but, and, and, and a lot of people that we see on the news that are kind of stupid, you know, they're like below that 100, you know, <laughs> they were 140. So big time IQ. Yeah. Very intelligent woman. Um, well, a lot of these, you know, you find out a lot of these bombshells are smart and they're smart because they know how to make money how to you know what i mean they yeah those things correlate with each other and certain things it's not a uh, you can be obvious i mean a lot of people you know obviously understand at this point there's you know beauty has nothing to do with wits or anything like that but many take advantage of the beauty that they have knowing how successful it can make them. And that can have everything to do with, you know, their wits. Well, Farrah Fawcett, perfect example, right? Right. And the two things they have in common, they both had tremendously successful posters. Yep. Okay. Farrah Fawcett had a poster that was really sexy in those days. It was in a one piece bathing suit. Yeah. Big smile on her face and that big hair. They're both really good models. And like what takes good modeling is like, you have to go out of your body. You have to understand what looks good and understand what poses look good and not just being told what to do It's under it's, you have to have that intuitive kind of knowing what's going to work for people. And both those women, I mean, knew how they could make a certain look and it would make everyone go crazy. And they knew exactly what they were doing. Well, that's right. And Farrah Fawcett, she sold millions and millions and millions of her posters. Um, I don't know. Ha, the the Farrah, the um the Raquel Welch posters mm-hmm. they're going for $295. Wow. Okay, and that was wow. this movie that she did um oh god, I I, I know, I know, I know. 1000 years BC or I don't know some crazy I know what you're 6 million yeah. BC. But anyway, um 
she a beautiful woman, obviously. I mean, she was beautiful and, and she's a very bright woman. And um, she just didn't really didn't really have very many successful movies, believe it or not. In her later <laughs> didn't need years, to. Yeah. In her later years, she did have some success. Yeah. But yeah, an interesting little her. story connection that I have with Raquel Welch. Talk to me. When my buddy and I moved down to L.A. and we lived in this house in Brentwood for a short period of time where his girlfriend's parents owned this house, a big house in Brentwood, had a guest house in the back, had a huge swimming pool. I think I, we talked about this briefly, maybe not. Elevator heading down to the tennis court. So We know about the elevator. My buddy and I would get up around 11 o'clock in the morning, right, you know, from the night before. We would go out and we'd play like a set of tennis and then we'd come back up and hit the pool. And next to that pool was the people that lived in the guest house of the house that we lived in. Uh, for some reason, I remember this name. I don't know if this is the guy. This is just what I remember. He was an Italian director, I believe, named Johnny Bazzacchi. And my recollection is that he owned a nightclub on Pico. Uh, kind of near the, 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 the car wash that I go to there on Pico and Beverly. Right. Somewhere up there, there was an Italian restaurant. And he had the club above. But anyway, and when my buddy and I would come up and take a swim, their sunbathing would be Tawny Welch, who is the 62-year-old now, I believe, daughter of Raquel Welch, who at that time was somewhere around 18 years old. Let's hope it was over. <laughs> and <laughs> the only movie that I know she was in was Cocoon, which is a very famous movie. Love that movie. And she was the alien woman in Cocoon. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Very thin, beautiful face. Prettier than her mother, I thought. Okay. But a little skinny little thing. And she lived, uh, she lived in the guest house there with my buddy and I lived in another house. So wow didn't get to know her, didn't get to know her. Just hi, Tawny. Hi, bye bye. You know, right. that, thing, that was it. But anyway, a little you interesting know, story about our little friend, Raquel. You, you, you need to see the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because I feel like that movie was based off of you <laughs> um, in terms of, in terms of not, you know, not, all the stories directly, obviously, but like right. it's 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 a story that brings a guy through different eras and phases of Hollywood, and it's um, usually recreating fake, like recreating stories that you know are well known or like you know kind of rewriting them. But right. um, he uh, lived next to a uh, what's her face who was murdered by Manson, uh, Sharon Tate. And Polanski and Polanski. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that was like a whole storyline. But what I'm saying essentially is during the movie, there's so many other interactions that are like other well-known things. And that's just like you, for example, like OJ as well, like we mentioned on the last episode. All right, we can talk about OJ a little bit. Um, <laughs> You're like, fine. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's start, talk about it. Let's start here. I got a phone call, 1978 or 9, I can't quite remember, blah, 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 um, from O.J. Simpson, who got my number via another real estate salesperson in San Francisco, as I remember. I think that was the connection. I right. can't really quite remember. 
But anyway, I remember him saying, it was a Sunday and the guy, he was playing for Buffalo. There was a game, you know, that day. And he calls me up in the morning. Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been picked up by San Francisco by the 49ers and I'm coming out to San Francisco and I want to buy a condominium and I'm coming out next week. You know, can you look some stuff up for me and show me some stuff? And I said, okay, what are you looking for? And essentially he told me and what he was, the, the, the biggest part of it, he didn't want to live in a big condominium building. Right. Where there's a whole bunch of people. He right. wanted more privacy, which we understand why. <laughs> yeah. More than anything. Yikes. Anyway, by mere coincidence, at the time, at this particular time, I had my club, uh, and it was originally owned by one of the guys that owns the Mel's Drive-Ins, which, you know, you have in Los Angeles. They have up here in, in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. And... Um, we had been talking business, this guy and I, and he told me he had this three kind of stacked flat Edwardian condominiums, right? So built, you know, right around 1900. Yeah. Completely redone. Three of them, you know, uh, top, bottom, middle. And the upstairs was about 2,000 square feet, as I remember. Two bedroom, two bath, I think. Condominium. And uh, based on what he told me, I said, this is a perfect place for OJ. Right. So I tell OJ, um, I'll meet you at this address. And I tell him, you're going to buy this. You're going to buy this one. I tell him, you're going to buy yeah. this. I said, the only thing is, Patna, <laughs> there's 57 stairs to, you know, to get from the sidewalk up to the top flat. Wow. And he had a bad knee, which everybody knew, which is one of the reasons why he was going to the 49ers for his last year to play. Right. And he had a terrible season that season, by the way. Right. Did not play well, but he had a bad knee. So anyway, uh, they meet me at the place there. And Nicole is there. Of course, I didn't even know who she was. Like, I had no idea who this person was. She looked to be about 21, 22 years old. He introduces me. This is my girlfriend, Nicole. All right. We go up, we see the place, he loves the place, wants to make an offer on it right away. I can't remember the price. This is 1979, I guess, right. eight or nine. Uh, this is one of the best areas of San Francisco, okay? And um, Russian Hill, okay? Oof. And it was either, I know this sounds crazy, it was either 137000 or 237000 I really don't remember. I think it was two thirty-seven, but I'm not right. positive. It was a lot of money back then. I mean, a lot. Yeah. And so long story short, he says, I want this place. Here's my lawyer's information, blah, 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 this and that. This guy, Skip uh, Walker, Skip, I can't remember his name. It was the lawyer that after the murder of Nicole and after the case was over, he was the lawyer that offered a million dollars to anybody that could find the murderer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, he, he should have paid himself, right? You know, I <laughs> right. found him. It's OJ. Right. But anyway, um, <laughs> so he buys the place, okay? And I find out Nicole's his girlfriend. And I find out she's like 18 years old. Okay, and we became... You know, kind of buddies, you know, they came up a couple of times, blah, blah. And then, so during escrow, I tell OJ, listen, you got to do a couple of things. The owner's going to let you do You got to go buy window coverings before you move in, because in this particular part of San Francisco, 
a lot of people can see from their window into other people's windows, you know, because yeah. there's these views of the bay and it's gorgeous and this and that. So I tell him, you know, let's go ahead and order some window coverings. So when you move in, you know, people. And number two is because he worked, he did commercials for Hertz, as you probably remember, right. where he's running across, going across the airports and going. Yeah. And he would typically have a, a Lincoln Continental, I believe, as a rental car. I tell AJ, do not bring a rental car like a like a Lincoln. Get a small little car because the garage that goes with this apartment is just a little little garage for a medium-sized car. Okay. Right. Long story short, we're going to move him in that day, right? He brings in a Lincoln. Of course. He opens up the garage door. He says, Aaron, I can't fit the car. And I said, OJ, I told you. No shit. Okay. Anyway, that day, I remember distinctly, there was some professional boxing match on. I don't remember what it was. And Nicole and I were playing backgammon, which was very big in those days. And we're watching the game. And OJ's looking out the window and he says, I'll be right back. I'm going downtown. We go, OJ, where are you going? He goes, I I I'll be back. So, all right. So he leaves. And now remember, I want to tell you something very interesting because in getting to know OJ, after this and moving down to Los Angeles and hanging out with him at the time, yeah. one of the most jealous people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. This guy let me yeah. be alone with his 18 year old girlfriend and he didn't know me very well at that time. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, let's put it this way. You're, you're, you're one of the few of the less creepy of men, you know, and I think other that he knew you mean out. <laughs> yeah cre you know they, they creeps can sniff out creeps and if you don't have that creep smell okay well I'm, i mean that's very kind of you to say uh but anyway the long and the short of it is he comes back about two hours later oh yeah it's starting to get dark <laughs> by the way there's no window coverings because he didn't order them of course, didn't so listen to you. Huge bay windows, you know, through the whole apartment, blah, blah, blah. And he comes up with this box about four foot high, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, not quite a foot wide. I, I know what's in that box when I see it. And I go, hey, OJ, what's in the box? He says, well, it's a telescope. I said, telescope? What's a telescope for? He goes, well, you see those people over there? They're all looking in with binoculars. They were. You can see these people, you know, looking in binoculars right into his right. He says, I'm going to look back at them. Uh, uh, I said, OJ. Now, by the way, Nicole gets it too. She's 18 and she's getting this. And she's even like, right. oh, I go, OJ, you can't see people across the street with that. He says, no, 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 no. He says, I went down to Abercrombie and Fitch and they told me this was the best thing to use. Oh, really? Okay. So he goes, would you help me set it up? I go, OJ, look, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching the, you know, the boxing. I'm playing backhand with Nicole. You set it up. Wait, so, time out. I'm so sorry. Did you say Abercrombie and Fitch? Is that, was that originally that a... That was a department store. Okay. Before. Down you probably just blew the minds of Gen Z and beyond. Yeah. It was kind of like, if you're from San Francisco, you would know Gumps, G-U-M-P-S. It was kind of like a fancy store with fancy right. Okay. So Abercrombie and Fitch, and I'm assuming the, depart the, the clothing store took that name, or was it the same? 
I, you don't I, know. I have to. I mean, it has to be. It has, it has to, be. to be the same name, and they just became a weird, like, niche preteen clothing line store eventually. Right, with a smelly... But they had tele... That's insane. I'm sorry I had to interrupt, but that was a very interesting... Yeah, now, I don't know. If I'm, if I'm correct, I think the store went out years before the clothing store started. I might be wrong. I, probably, probably. We'll have to do some digging now, now that we know that. Right, some fact-checking. Some fact checks. Anyway, I tell him, I says, OJ, I'm watching the, the boxing, ma boxing match and I'm playing backgammon with Nicole. I'm not helping you. He goes, OJ, yeah. <laughs> About an hour and a half later, I'm not exaggerating, he finally puts it together and he looks through the thing and he says, Aaron, Aaron, come over here, come over here. It's blurry. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, okay, OJ. So I go over there and I, of course, I aim it towards the stars and I go, oh, it's not blurry anymore. Look inside. So he looks inside, of course, and it's, goes, but I'm trying to look at the people. So finally I had to tell, I mean, I am telling you the truth. That is a true story. I am not exaggerating. You got to explain how a telescope works. And let me tell you what OJ said to me one day. And this will explain it all. He said to me, he said, the only thing that I ever learned at USC ready for this was class <laughs> and i'm like yeah that's the only thing if you even learn that that because you don't yeah. know anything about telescopes and, and his definition of class was generally not very it was classist it was it was well, you no, know his definition of class is being white well exactly okay. and, and racist because in and his, yeah in his mind he was white yeah, no, that became a whole, yeah, yeah, no, that was a, that's a... He even a, said it, he even said it one time. There yeah. Well, you know, but anyway, I don't want to go into that. Long story short, of course, that, but... that's just one of the OJ stories that I'll be telling along the way. But yeah, it was, and 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 and, and I'm just telling you that 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 in my experience with him, it wasn't that he was a, a stupid person. No. Uh, uh, he was definitely uneducated because he didn't, you know, do anything in college. And blissfully ignorant. Yeah, blissfully ignorant. You know, and listen, he was a little punk when he was a kid and teenager robbing people and stuff. You know, people don't know this guy. You know, he was he was a bad little boy there. You know, for bad little boy. He was a bad little boy. Yeah, and then he became a bad little man. And you know what he said? You know what he said to everyone? He said, throw me something, mister. <laughs> exactly. Because that's how old he is. <laughs> anyway, I mean, anyway, he's not just like a little huggy bear type guy, if you know what I mean, right? You know, it's not no, no. you want to come. And I will say this, and I won't tell you the whole story, but when we used to go out together with Nicole here in San Francisco, because they lived together. She lived with him when he played for the 49ers. Right. By the way, he was still married to his wife, Marguerite. Of course. Still married at the time. Yeah. Doesn't I don't even think, I might be wrong, but I don't even think they were in divorce at that point. I don't yeah. recall. Okay. Um, and when I used to, I used to take her to the 49er football games. Mm -hmm. Nobody else could take her but me. You were her babysitter. I would take her to the games. We would have the seats, of course. In front of me and Nicole were the following people. His father, who was divorced from his mother, by the way, at that time. Right. He was a wonderful man, really sweet man. He worked at um, General Hospital, as I recall, I think in the cafeteria, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he was a tenant of a, the company of DeWolf that I worked for the company. You know, he was a tenant long, 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 long time ago. Okay. Right. 
anyway, uh, and, 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 and so OJ's mother was sitting next to him. And then Marguerite, his wife, and at that time, two kids, because one of the kids died in a swimming pool, drowned a girl named Aaron, by the way. And OJ, I believe. I didn't know that. Yeah. And his, his, I think he blamed his wife for the rest of, you know, his, of, of uh, the kid, you know, for the thing, whatever. I don't remember the whole story. I had no idea. That can screw with someone. Yeah. But anyway, here, his girlfriend and me are, st and, and everybody knows who everybody is. It's not like this is, right. he, it, this is how outrageous this guy was. Right. Here's my girlfriend. Here's my, my, my wife. Right. Crazy. All right. Anyway. Uh, enough of OJ. The, the people got what they wanted. Um, no, I mean, listen, you have a lot of stories that you're, you know, we're going to probably keep bringing up from, from, uh, you know, your past with celebrity run-ins, just in general, your endeavors in life are, uh, quite, qu tales to tell. Well, um, something came up this morning, um, Something that I was going through the internet looking at something, and I saw Yellowstone. Oh, right. I know, I know what it was. the The television program Yellowstone. That's right? right. That's right. And now there's an offshoot. Nineteen twenty three, I think, is an offshoot of that. It has to be. I I yeah. think. I I don't watch it, but it's really good from what I hear. Yeah. Reminded me of a story that George and I, you know, one of my best friends. I've known him for sixty years. Right. We used to go, we took this trip three different times. We, we, San Francisco to Reno, Reno to Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City up to Yellowstone National. <coughs> Bless your little heart. Bless your little heart. And then we'd go up to Canada and then we'd, we'd make a left, head, head west. Anyway, George and I are at Yellowstone. This has to be uh, around 1970, something like that. Okay. And... In those days, I don't know what they do now. I don't even know what the story is now. Uh, when you saw a bunch of cars on the side of the road, that meant there was a bear sighting. And people would pull over, you know, get out of their car, take pictures, you know, like idiots, you know. Of course. And these are black bears, not just brown bears. I mean, yeah. badass black bears, okay. And so uh, George and I pull over, but we don't get out of the car. You know, we're watching. Yeah. And here's what we see. There's a mobile home. There is a man sitting in the driver's seat and his wife sitting next to him. I couldn't see at the time, but later saw she was wearing a Chicago Cubs baseball <laughs> hat. Okay. What a joke. The guy gets out of the car, out of, out of the mobile home leaves the door open, has marshmallows, a package of marshmallows, sees the bear, starts throwing the marshmallows at the bear. And as the bear is grabbing the marshmallows, he's taking the marshmallows closer to the mobile home to the point where the door is open. He leaves the package of marshmallows on the driver's seat. The wife is still sitting in the car, calm as a cucumber. The bear goes into the seat with his ass sticking out this way, his paws are inside, he's eating the thing, and the guy is taking pictures of the bear and the wife. True story. Wait a minute. True story. 
I, okay, now listen. Yeah. I know this might be a controversial question. Yes. And I can take it out if it is. Yeah. But was their skin color the color of paper? If you're asking me if they were Caucasians, the answer is yes. There's your answer. <laughs> um, so he's taking the pictures, right? And the bear, Perhaps Russian. <laughs> the, the bear, I mean, he's just eating the marshmallows. He's not paying attention to the wife or the guy, blah, blah, blah. That's now, wait insane. A minute. Wait a minute. He says something to his wife I couldn't hear. She gets out of the car. He just lightly pushes the bear's butt, you know, kind of in, and the bear just gets right into the, right into the mobile home, and he shuts the door. What did they do to that poor bear? Now remember, there's no mobile phones. There's no cell phones. There's no help. Seventy, you know, there's no, no there, you know, they're not like there's it's a just your phone face at that point. By mere coincidence, maybe, I don't know, less than five minutes. The bear's still in the mobile home. You can't see him now because he, he's crawling through the back, I guess. You know, the mobile home's kind of shaking, but he's not trying to get out. You know, he's No, I mean, he's got marshmallows. Grabbing food, I guess. Probably. A uh, park ranger comes up in a pickup truck, pulls out a gun, Aww. tells the guy, you know, get away from the thing, calls somebody, and about yeah. 10 minutes later, this... Bear trap truck. No, no, it, it was, it was, it was, it was good. Oh. Basically what they do is they back this truck up to the door of the mobile home. Right. And it has a, like an iron gate, you know, and the uh -huh. gate is open and there's a bunch of meat, you know. Oh, the they lured. They open up the thing door, the, the bear goes into the gate. Okay. So they kept him alive and well. Kept the gun, took the bear, arrested, good. arrested. The, Good. Uh, the couple with yeah. a Chicago Cubs hat. That's, on. I mean, that's come on. I Are you kidding me? When she came out, that's right. When she came out of the truck. You saw it. We saw the Chicago and George Lost and I were looking at each other going, can you, a Chicago Cub? True story. That's hilarious. Now tell me if I'm wrong, and I could be mixing up stories here. Yeah. I know you went on this trip multiple times. Yes. This trip, this was one of, one of those trips was where you met Diana Ross, right? No, that was in Hawaii. That was Hawaii. But didn't she perform? In Lake Tahoe. And and, and you went there for that trip. Okay, let's tell Let's that. talk about let's it. Let's talk about Diana Ross. Yeah! I love the story. My buddy Ron and I go to Lake, go to uh, Hawaii for the first time ever. We went to Waikiki, which, you know, at that time, we thought it was phenomenal. Now I think it sucks. Because you know what we like Maui, right? Of Obviously. course. I mean, Waikiki looks like San Francisco with palm trees now. I mean, it's just. Well, it's, I mean, it's. Yeah, and, that's all, and that's our fault. <laughs> and that's my yeah, fault. No, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we, we were on this trip. His father was the president of the San Francisco Barbers Union. So it was one of these uh, 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 um, barber union flights, you know, where right. you remember the union and we, we got to go. Anyway, uh, so. One day we, we rented, you know, like little mopeds, you know. Right. And we drove out to Diamond Head. And at that time they had, can't remember the name of the hotel. It's something else now, I think. Uh, 
I can't remember the name of the hotel. Very famous hotel. They had, I know they had dolphins that were swimming underneath the hotel. Ooh. I don't know what it is because I don't go to Waikiki. It, I'm sure it's still there. I'm sh it's probably right. a different name. doesn't make a difference. Anyway, we walk in. We're going to have brunch. We sit down. We have brunch. My friend Ron says to me, Aaron, very calmly, he says, Aaron, Diana Ross is over there. Oof. Sure enough, it's Diana Ross. Okay, no big deal. So anyway, they walk by, end of story. We finish our meal. We go out to front of the hotel. We start to go down the stairs to get on our mopeds. And we see Diana Ross and this woman and the two kids. So we said to her, Diana, Diana. And she just kind of, you know, kind of waves like this very, very politely. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And um, she says, um, come over here. So come over there and she says, um, you know, you look a lot like my husband to me. Okay. <laughs> now she's had, I don't know, I think three husbands, two or three. I can't remember. The last guy was a Swiss guy, whatever. This guy was, I, I believe, Iranian, an Iranian Jew, I think, actually, believe it or not. I mean, imagine hearing that, though. Beard, the thing, but okay. Whatever. You look like my husband from one of the most beautiful, talented. Okay, continue. So. She says, where are you guys from? We go to San Francisco. She says, oh, I'm going to be playing in Tahoe sometime that summer, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you guys come and see me? She wasn't like inviting us. You know, no. Here's the, she says, come and see me. So you know I was going. Of course. So we go, can we, uh, can we motorcade you back through town? Sure. So we got our moped. She was in the limo and we went in front and, you know, oh. not a big deal. All right. Not a big deal. And no, that's sweet. I don't know. Months later, whatever it is, a bunch of us went up to Lake Tahoe and, 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 and I booked the, what do they call it? The cocktail show? Whatever. It, it, there's a right. show before with no food and then there's one. I don't know what, what they used to call it, but I booked both shows. Now I'm playing on the casino and for the first time ever, I'm winning ever, but I got to go to the show which thank God I did. So we go to the show, right. we watch the show. And on the first show, she asked for a man to come up from the audience. You know, can somebody come with the audience? And she picks a guy and a guy comes up and she interviews him. They do a little dance together. and So I'm like, we're ready for that second show. So I pay this guy, I'll never forget, $30, which... I mean, it was a pretty good sized tip back then. It wasn't gigantic, but right. back then it was good enough tip as you got to get me up front. So they, they did. And my party, right. they put us up front right by the stage and everything. But I, I, I forget. Harris, I think it was at Harris. I can't remember. Whatever. And before, when she starts to say, oh, I'd like to have some, I just jumped on the stage. I just get right. on the stage. Oh, she goes, oh, like this, like this. She goes, what's your name? My name is Aaron, blah, blah, blah. Where are you from? San Francisco. She And she turns to the audience and she says, audience, you're not going to believe this, but I met this gentleman, gentleman, she called me, last month in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And I told him that he looked like my husband. She says, but what's even crazier is, and she says, honey, stand up. And, and her husband stands up and he is wearing... <laughs> The exact suit that I'm wearing. I mean, exactly. Which was a velvet burgundy sports coat. 
Whoa. With a gray vest and gray pants. He's wearing the same. Now, I'm not saying it's the same suit, like from the same manufacturer. No, but like the I'm same saying, thing, style. In those days, we wore velvet thick. Unbelievable. Now, what's funny about that story is, how did I get that suit? I had a girlfriend who, boyfriend was, forgot his name now. He was a, uh, De Dennis Baca, Dennis Baca. He was a, one of the top dragster, you know, the fast quarter mile cars, those really, you know, the low cars, they looked like jets. Right. He was one of the top dragster racers in the world. I think he was number two. I think the woman was Cha-Cha Maldun. A woman was the fastest in the world. Anyway, this girlfriend of mine, she was several years older than mine, used to brag how he taught her how to race mm -hmm. and she could beat me in a race. And I said, okay, so we decided, oh, let's go down to Malibu 500, you know, those little oh, yeah. kind of things. What do you want to race for? Race for an outfit. Long story short, we go <laughs> I beat her. She takes me to, um, the, oh God, the clothing store in Sausalito. I can't remember, really fancy and I picked out that that outfit was $900 in 1976, I think. You cleared her wallet out. Uh, you better believe that. I cleared her clock out, okay? <laughs> anyway, and, and and so, you know, it was kind of a cool thing, right? The guy yeah. Said, What's the, what are the odds? Right. Right? Anyway, so. That's, that's that's unbelievable. I mean, I'm telling you, this is this is why I brought it up. Your your life's a movie. Listen, I can make up so many stories. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's funny because it's like you know, um, I, like as I go through these experiences, like when since I've come to LA, I've had like the funniest amount of run-ins myself. That of course I'll get into, but it's like I I, I am just like your little. You know, uh, 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 Gen Z version of you, exactly, Gen Z girl version of you. I mean, we're even wearing the same color right now. Did we plan this? No, we just got on camera and are wearing the same green. Listen, it's like I'm a part of your genetics or something. If you live in Manhattan or you live in Beverly Hills, right? You know, you 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 bump into famous people. I mean, you just that's do. another thing. You yeah, have to, you have to go to the places where they are. But on top saying, of that, I, I also think we have just like a funny family luck with certain with certain situations where we're at the right place, right time. Um, Beverly Hills Hotel. Let's talk about it. Which we stopped going to. Obviously. And the reason why we stopped going to it was? The Sultan of Brunei is still a uh, full fully, I think, owns. Well, and I think he owns... Uh, what should we call it? He owns more than the Beverly Hills. It's it's hotel. the it's called the Dorchester Collection. That's right. Yeah, and he owns the Beverly Hills Hotel. He owns the Dorchester in London and in Paris. You know, right. he's got a lot of these hotels. And we used to go as a family every year, right? You know, we'd go to Disneyland. Oh, we got to tell. We got to tell. We got to tell the. the the, the underwear store. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I mean, we, we go to the Beverly Hills Hotel because I used to go when I lived in LA, of course. Right. And, and, and I met the guy that ran the ran the, the polo lounge. Okay. There was actually two guys, but right. the one we know is Pepe and that's who you knew. Love him. Uh, greatest guy in the world. The Loved sweetest. Us. Sweetest. And um, 
Anyway, so we stopped going to Beverly Hills Hotel because Sultan Brunei has all of these homophobic laws, these terrible things that you can stone gay people. And so we stopped going, as did most of the people, believe it or not, that used to go to the hotel for about three or four years. For a while. <laughs> they lost their ass. But this guy's so rich. People were trying to buy the hotel from him. He wouldn't allow it. Right. But we haven't gone since. Yeah. But. When we used to go, and this is as a family, I didn't even yeah. get this treatment when I was single and going to the polo lounge. As a family, you and your sister and mom and I, we used to go to the polo lounge, and Pepe used to give us the Howard Hughes table, as you well know, which yep. is the table in the corner of the bar. Yeah, had the only table at that time had a telephone, a landline yeah. telephone, which was yeah. cool when I when I was younger. You know, of course, guys, but even after, yeah, it's like right. Vintage. <laughs> and um, he would. It's, it's a table where everyone can see you. That's right. why, the, that's uh, where all the celebrities and, go. And when we came in, if that table was vacant, he sat us there, right? And we have had some people walk in while we were there. So one night we're there. <laughs> and what we used to do is we used to go out for dinner, right? Right. Then we'd call in to the polo lounge about an hour before it, and we'd order what? Uh, Chocolate, not fondue. Chocolate souffles. Souffle. And by the time we got there, they were ready to come on the table. Because it was like a 45-minute thing. So, in walks... What's his name? Michael Bolton. No, no. Michael Bolton was already there sitting next to us. Uh, That's right. Uh, oh. Uh, the, um, little ne the little nebbish. The, 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 Woody the, Allen. Woody Allen. Woody Allen who I met years later at a property yeah. of mine when he was looking to do a movie, which we'll tell that story another time. Woody Allen walks in there with his daughter. Oh, excuse me, his wife. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he married his wife's daughter. Yeah. Adopted daughter. God. Okay. God bless them both. Walks in, and and, <laughs> and, 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 and so I go to you guys. I go, hey, look who's over there, Woody Allen, you know. And so we see him talking to Pepe, right? Yeah. And Woody is pointing over to the table. Where we're sitting. And Pepe's shaking his head like this. Like going, not no. happening. Right? Right. And sitting next to us is who? Michael Bolton. And I don't know, maybe his manager. I don't remember who it was. And the guy. And I thought he was with. No, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking of someone. Continue. He, 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 he looks over at a table. Right, big smile on his face. Look at us, like kind of like, who are you guys? You know, who right. are you guys, right? Right. right. <laughs> and I go, to, I go, we're nobody. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I know that's, and you know, of course, that's like our signature, you know, because uh, when we would go to, uh, you know, some of these nicer restaurants and paparazzi were out there, and I still get this every now and then, depending on the outfit I wear. They, they, there's some amateurs who will just like take shots of whoever, you know, is dressed a little bit nicer. And so right. I remember in middle school, I was, uh, I, I was in like my Lady Gaga era. So I'd wear like the tutus. I'd, it was almost like even like Madonna like too, you know, where it's like, I did that whole, like I wore Hot Topic stuff. So I did kind of look, you know. I, I Older than you the, were. Older than I was and out of the ordinary. So like if, you know, I if they were to assume I was anyone, it'd make sense because I was a little more eccentric. So we were going, I think Katsuya, I want to say. Yeah. 
And um, someone, some guy. The original Katsuya. The original. the Yeah, the OG. Which, by the way, they're going to open one in Century, Century City. City. Thank God. It's going to be so good. Um, and so the paparazzi guy takes a picture of me. And he goes, um, are you famous? And I say, not yet. Right. Because, you know, manifesting work. <laughs> You're 13, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no. And that, that's, I mean, I love, but... I, I, you know, every now and then I'll get that where, where, you know, if I'm going to Craig's or something they're you know, they just, they do it just in case because right. they, you, know, you, you never know. Listen, do you remember when we were at the pool one day at the Beverly Hills hotel and the guy that used to be, I believe something like 50 years, this guy was the head of the whole pool thing. Sven, remember Sven? He was, yeah. ran, ran the pool, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Wow. He, he became like an ambassador to the Beverly Hills Hotel after. That's right. Okay. And we're sitting and next to us is, what's his name? The comedian. Um, Car Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey, who lived, you know, up here, right? Right. And, and, and he's by himself. Right. Okay. And and that day at the pool were uh, the Olsen twins. Right. Michael Bolton and and. Nicole, 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 it wasn't Nicolette Sheridan. Nicolette Sheridan. There you go. They were yeah, married yeah, yeah. Or, or going together. I forgot. They were. I think they were going together at the yeah, time, and when, that's why they weren't at dinner together, but they were at the pool. That's where I was thinking right. earlier. Uh, the, the 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 cook, the the chef, the English chef, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Hot tub with his kids. Right. And you're swimming with Dana Car. Not Dana Carvey. Um, Carson Kressley. Carson Kressley. And there was somebody else famous there that day. I can't remember. Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger. Who looked like a bum, but that's another story. Right? Yeah. Dana Carvey gets on the phone <laughs> with his wife and says, Honey, you got to come <laughs> down here. You can't believe how many yeah. celebrities are at this pool. I mean, <laughs> even he was like, I mean, everybody. Oh, by the way, Whitney Houston. Not Whitney Houston. I apologize. Not true. Um, uh, not uh, Cole, not King Cole's daughter. Oh, 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 um, Natalie Cole. Natalie right? Cole was staying at the hotel. She wasn't at, at the, the pool, time. but she was staying at the pool. Yeah, I mean, staying at the hotel that day as well. And, and was that Shaq, the same year you saw Chandler from Friends, or that different year? Different year. And oh. Shaq, who and wasn't Shaq. playing, for, who wasn't playing for the Lakers anymore, right? Yeah. Came in and had, he, we were, his room was next to our room, right? Right. I walked out in the morning to get some coffee or something and Shaq's walking out. Hey, Shaq, right. what's going on? I mean, that was a pretty busy day. But anyway, yeah, that was at the pool. Yeah. Uh, and no. Dana Carvey's on the phone. which Telling everyone. Last, he's the last person I would think would know or care or, you know, like. Uh, but, I feel but like you with know comedians, what? it's kind of like gold, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like it's something to. That's yeah, right. no, and no, I mean, we'd see everyone at the Beverly Hills, and I would, I would like, I mean, it was a guarantee. It wasn't, it was like, right. it wasn't something like you go there and never see anyone. It was a guarantee you would see a celebrity there, and like every uh, time every there was something. I mean, well, I, I, do you remember seeing Brandy just on the couch, shattered out of her mind? Yes. Right next to the polo lounge. What about Nicole Kidman and what's his name at the at the? All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the stinky fingers uh, gate. Stinking finger gate. 
we were sitting in the polo lounge having dinner, and next to us is Nicole Kidman and uh, the guy from uh, that. Uh, Vin, not Vin Diesel. Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Vin Diesel. Whose real name is Mark Sinclair? Didn't know that. Now you know. That's a cool name, Mark Sinclair. That's why would he change it? I mean, Vin Diesel is like a. a like it's a, like a thing, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Mark Sinclair, I mean, I don't know. Continue. And we didn't suspect anything was going on with them romantically or anything. And I think we yeah. later read that week that they were th there was some movie they were thinking of doing, I, but it never happened. I don't know. Yeah, yeah there was no romance going on there. Of I course. Don't remember, was she was she married at the time? I don't even remember who she was. I think with. she had to have been with Keith Urban at that point. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think he was in the game back then. But whatever, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. She gets up to go to the bathroom. Mom and the other woman that we were with walk behind her. They go into the bathroom, right? Nicole goes potty. Quick one, from what I understand. She walks out of the bathroom. Does not wash her hands. Doesn't wash them. Okay. Yep. Goes back to the table. Girls go back to the table. The little stalkers. She takes her finger, weirdest thing we've ever saw, dips it into the butter that was on the table. And that's where she got the nickname Stinky Fingers. <laughs> that's why we gave her the name Stinky Fingers. We called her the name Stinky Fingers. And listen, <laughs> that changed my, you know what's crazy? That changed my entire opinion. She's an incredibly talented kind woman i don't hear anything bad about her in the news but my entire life i've had this image of her <laughs> being kind of gross <laughs> yeah i mean hey it's like they were there they were now mind you now mind you yeah. if i wiped her ass i wouldn't wash my hands either but yeah. that's different <laughs> anyway a lot of stories at the beverly hills hotel we had a lot of fun there oh yeah no i mean, some, I, mean I pray for the day that there's he new sells that stuff. joint because let me tell you, there's so many memories tied to there. It, I, I, going downstairs for breakfast, there was that Molly Ringwald lookalike who would always serve us, uh, you know. Yeah, breakfast. the lady. Yeah. I mean, she even talked like her. Like it was just like <laughs> it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who, who? Well, and we sat at the counter, of course. You know, there all the time. Yeah. Oh, and then James so Con. My favorite. Every time now, mind. Okay, so when we go, there would always be some. There would always be something every year for you to tell complete strangers and one year in particular yeah. um you told basically anyone that was in our vicinity the knife story which of course you're aware of i will get into new rep restaurant opens wolfgang puck it's called cut steakhouse in what hotel Ooh. beverly wilshire Beverly Wilshire, thank you. That was that, yeah, that would have taken me a second. Incredible bread, incredible steak, incredible service. I mean, I, in fact, thinking about it now, it blows my mind why I haven't been back since. But there was one problem, you see. Uh, the knives couldn't balance on the plate. Now, <laughs> for your average Joe, this wouldn't really be a problem I, excuse me one second. I'm plugging. I'm plugging. I'm getting charged up because you're getting time. charged up. No worries. Okay, go your ahead. Your average Joe, your average Joe would not really 
care about. Oh, where'd you go? Oh my God. Well, that's going to forget that. Are. Go ahead. So your average We are show, such amateurs. I love it. I know. I know. <laughs> it's the quirks of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who? No, no one cares if a knife doesn't really balance on your plate, whether you're at a steakhouse or not. Now, my, I, I get it. I get it. You're at a steakhouse. The night, where, where do you put your knife? Well, after you eat on the plate, you don't want it falling in. These plates were kind of, um, they, they made, they got fancy plates, like these long round fancy plates. That made it really hard for a knife to balance. And our waiter had to get an earful from, from this one over here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just our waiter. It was everyone we encountered on that trip who had to know that cut steakhouse, their steak knives do not balance on their plates. Okay. <clears throat> Mom and I have been going to Wolfgang Puck restaurants since they opened. On our honeymoon, we went to his first restaurant, which was on Sunset Boulevard, right? Right. Uh, where mom had a heart attack because there was a unisex bathroom and coming out of the bathroom was John Derrick, who we mentioned last week, right? Bo yeah, De what are the odds? Right. Right, right. And mom comes back to the table. You'll never believe who I saw, John Derrick. He's so gorgeous, Bubba. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, funny enough, when we go to cut, we see mom's favorite, Ariel and I. We see Prince. Prince is out there. And Cut. mom's busy talking to Wolfie, yeah. getting, you know, the Wolfie <laughs> treatment. And so we don't interrupt. And, you know, she, she, she gives us an earful because we didn't stop her to tell her that Prince. Now, all I saw was his tight little ass. I didn't really see. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. When I saw him, I go, what is he even doing at a steakhouse? He doesn't eat, this guy. <laughs> I, no, I mean no. Yeah, that he eats. He or he ate. He did eat. <laughs> but, um, but, but wait, he, uh, wait yeah. No, wait. I just remember him being small and like having some cake in the back. Yeah. Okay. Going to Wolfgang Puck's restaurant since it's opened. Right. Wolfgang Puck used to see us every year. He doesn't know our names, but he recognizes us. He's very good about going around. He's at his yeah. to all the tables. He really is great about that. Well, I was convinced when I was a kid he was a family friend because he reckoned, <laughs> like he would always be like, "Hi, how are you guys? Great yeah. seeing you." Yeah. You know. Yeah, and he would remember who we are. Just oh, of course, but, which is cool. We were fine, and but yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody, everybody, everybody. I mean, he right? It. Okay, and one year, um, I think it was actually the year that we were there uh, with the knife, and I'll get in a little more detail about the knife in a minute, but. We Please. went down to Disneyland as we always did first, right? Went to Disneyland and then we go up right. to Beverly Hills. And um, uh, Wolfgang had opened up a restaurant in California Adventure, right? Which was a complete fail. Okay, the restaurants that are in California downtown Disney, and there's about what fifteen of them. Kind of fifteen restaurants in that downtown dish. Right. About eight or nine of them are owned by Patina. Okay. Right. This guy that opened up Patina restaurants, which was an unbelievable restaurant in L.A. and blah blah blah, and he ended up opening up uh, downtown and made a, I mean, just a fort. I mean, a fortune. Okay. Right. A fortune. So when Wolfgang comes around to our table to say hello to us. 
I go, hey, Wolfgang, we were just down, you know, downtown Disney and saw all your buddies' places. This guy is making a killing. Mm -hmm. And he says to me, yeah, yeah, but he's like a corporate chef. I go, Wolfgang, you invented the word corporate <laughs> chef, which he did. I mean, he was yeah. the first chef yeah. to go corporate. And he's telling me that Petit, he was just simply jealous. That yeah, this oh, guy yeah, was so yeah. successful, right? Oh, well, I mean, but also, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's also just one of those things where, like, you kind of flung that on him, too. Oh, no, I purposely flung it on him, okay? Because, yeah. you know, Wolfgang's got a little attitude, as you well know. Of course. But I mean, yeah. He's... But let's go back to the, to the knives just for a minute, okay? Okay. Okay. Beautiful knives really felt great in your hand. It was something that you could cut a piece of steak with so easily. And so right. my mother taught me after each bite, you take your knife and you put it across the top of your plate. I would put the knife on the top of the plate. It kept falling down. It kept falling down. It kept falling down. Meanwhile, yeah, we were simply just angling ourselves. It was still going. It was going in the plate, but it stayed on the plate. Yeah. So I call the waiter over. I says, listen, my friend, I says, oh. I know he is not your friend that Wolfgang Puck must have spent a lot of time and effort picking out just the right knife for this steakhouse. And this is one fine knife. I go, but sir, my mother taught me when I cut a piece of meat, I take that knife and I put it and I put it on there and it's falling down every time. So he said, well, I'm really sorry, sir, blah, blah, blah. You know, no, I just want to point it out to you. And they, they gave us a free dessert, as you remember. That's what they yeah. were doing. But, he also did a line of Coke in the bathroom after you said yeah, that. Right. But. Look, here's my point. I was so bothered by the fact that this highfalutin fancy steak restaurant can't put... Oh, we, we know you were bothered because you told everyone who was in our vicinity. I mean, we would be sitting having breakfast, having a normal family conversation, and you'd just be eyeing the couple next to us and you all right, so I, I went to the Cut, you know Cut, the new ah. restaurant, Beverly Wilshire. And it would just, it would come out of fucking nowhere. And these people, these victims. Yeah, you, yeah, okay. Uh, look, you picked out I, of the crowd how to hear. And oh. now, you know, it's funny. We mentioned the Beverly Hills. We mentioned Disneyland. We didn't even mention why we brought these things up in the first place, which is when we, one year, went from Disneyland leaving to go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Oh, yes. After we're checking out of the hotel. Yes. Ariel and I run to the back of the seats of the car. Yes. And see a pair of used Disney boxer undies. So you guys get in the car. One of you, I can't remember who, Dad, there's underwear in the back of this car. Get out of that car. You guys get out of the car. I go in the back of the car. I see these Mickey Mouse boxer shorts used in the back of our car. So I call it. He smelled them. That's how he knew they were. I call, I call the head valet. I ask the valet. Who, who, who's the manager? They bring him in. Very nice guy, blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, I said, come here. Let me show you something, buddy. <laughs> I open up the door and I says, what do you see there? He says, oh, you know, it's underwear. I go, yeah, it's. Mickey Mouse used boxers. So, yeah, I said, here's what I know, my friend. 
when we got to this hotel and we brought this car to the valet, you guys and only you had complete control of my vehicle until it was driven up just today. So that means that somebody, we don't know who, had sex in the back of my <laughs> Ford Explorer and forgot his underwear. And I am not a happy camper. He says, what would you like us to do about it, sir? I go, listen, I want to put a claim in. This is ridiculous. I got these young girls that are probably going to be completely devastated by the fact that they'll never want to go to Disneyland again because it'll remind them of these dirty old underwear. So he says to me, I can send you a um, a, a, complaint, a, a claim for it. I said, no, no, no. Here's what you do. We're going up to Beverly Hills Hotel. They when they give you the room in those days, I don't know what they do now because they used to get you have a fax, you had a telephone number and a fax number, your yeah. own number. I says, here's the number. I want you to fax it up. We got up to that hotel that day. Wasn't it my birthday? It had to because be they gave, they 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 didn't have our room ready, and they gave us that that big oh, room. That, that's right. Right. We get to the hotel. I didn't know this, but mom had a birthday cake ready right to be in the room that we were supposed to be in right. that room was unavailable they were so cool about it they gave us a suite remember with that huge deck right right brought the cake brought the champagne blah 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 free everything was free blah, 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 blah. right anyway and i get to that hotel room they switch over the name and the thing and boom there's the facts i fill out the facts i fax it back to them okay I get a phone call as uh, did I, I don't know if I got a phone call or I called. I, I can't quite remember yeah. how the connection was made, but somehow I, I get on the horn with them and uh, I tell them what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I says, I want, what's our famous, what is our famous two free nights, two free nights. That's the Sunel Nikoff famous expression. When the hotel screws up enough, which they have two free nights is our thing. Yeah. I want two free nights. She says, no, $150 is what her offer is. That's it. You have six months from the time that it happened to claim it or else you get nothing. Which, now that you think about it, is an extremely small amount. Because if you think about it, if you clean your car completely and and still, you know, it still doesn't really cover everything that, that they screwed Not up. Not only that, but this is like a really bad thing that happened at Disney. Terrible. Also, did they even inform you about like who it could have been if no. they were fired? So it's no. like they, there's no. none of that. Never. Yeah. Anyway, here's my point. So they said 100. So I'm thinking to myself, they're going to change their mind. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Two days before the six months is up, I'm figured they're not giving me anything but 150 bucks. Right. <laughs> so I call them up. I'll take that money. <laughs> <laughs> you do you wait till the last second to see if they cave yeah because that's what you do you know that's what you do in lawsuits all the time right right <laughs> the day before the court starts right anyway that was a funny story down there man oh my god yeah the, no we have a lot of we have we a lot of go? disneyland and uh la stories how long have we been going on today because i can't see how long oh we're over an hour now it's it's you know one more quick story disneyland story let's talk about it contractor that works with our company, does a lot of work for our company. And right. Son, his son's girlfriend and another relative go down to Disneyland. Long story short, they get on that 
that bear ride where the water and the bear. Grizzly Adventure. What is it? California Grizzly Adventure. California Grizzly Adventure. They get on that ride. And I've never been on that ride. I know you guys have. Yeah. And I think there's a bar in front of you, right? I don't think there's seatbelts. Yeah, but that's it. That's, yeah. Anyway. Because it's like you're just in this tube thing. He's sitting in front, the very front of this thing, This his son. And he didn't want to get wet. Which is like you, 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 that you have no choice. So he stands up, which I guess you're able to do. He stands up. Yeah. Over the microphone, this one, sit down immediately. They push a button. The entire uh, 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 um, ride stops, completely stops. Okay. Sit down. Everybody stay in, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, there's a helicopter above. They are emptying all the water out of the, out of this ride. You know how many thousands of gallons of water yeah. that are emptied out of the ride? The fire department comes. They have the ladders. The first people that get out is my contractor friend. Right. Like, this is like the walk of shame. Yeah. Because most people really don't know what happened, but the people behind them do. No, exactly. And no, it's their fault. They oh take God. them off one by one on the ladder. Oh, my God. They get off the ladder. And my friend says to the guy, does this mean we're kicked out of Disneyland forever? He goes, no, no, just for today. Just for today. And they escorted him out of Disneyland. Wow. And all the people behind them had to, first of all, couldn't do the ride. Second of all, had to get off. With the ladder, and third of all, and then had to wait for it to fill back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, what gets me about that is there are so many Karens out in this world, and so many people that you know inconvenience things even further than what that was. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah, in my obviously, in both of our opinions, that's an over exaggeration for a kid standing up on a ride, no matter what protocols you have. Right. But there are people that do way worse things. So I'm trying to figure out. What they even, I mean, I guess security, but like what they do in those situations when you have people who, you know, are going to cause a, a fit, they just, they, they just get taken off. Well, they did in this, they had about four or five security already just like, yeah, waiting for my friend and his family to, you know, get off the ladder. Wow. They were I wonder how up. often they have to do that. I don't know, but they must have because done it's it before because like they knew what to do. I know most people know not to stand up in a ride, but it's like kids, like people do things that are just like, you know, like, I don't know. That's the only way you, right. But the only way you could, if you stop the ride. Right. And the only way you could let people off is when the water's drained. Right. Plus it must be slippery. I mean, I know. anyway, God, as God all the years it. that we've been to Disneyland. We've never seen anything remotely no. close to that. To that, I mean, we've had rides stop before, so maybe we didn't know why they've stopped. You right. know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah, nothing ever like that. We've never experienced anything strange. I mean, yeah, we've had some maybe weird stories. We'll we'll remember down the line, but that's insane. They uh, they really that's... go out of their way for for some strict measures. Well, listen, sweetie pie. First of all. Um... I think we've gone long enough, haven't we? I mean, I could tell heard stories forever, but then day. there's no more podcast. If, if I tell all our stories together, there won't be anything to say. Then we got nothing. So listen, let's remind our viewers how they can watch us and how they get a hold of us. All right. 
talk to you. And talk to you is going to have an exclamation point if you're looking for us. Talk to you. Um, we're going to be on, we're on Apple, Spotify. I upload these onto YouTube if you want to see our pretty little faces. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, talk to you podcast. Twitter and TikTok, talk to you pod. And then email, talk to you pod at gmail.com. Okay, boo. Love you. Talk to you. Love you. Talk to you.